Well, uh, I don't know who I'm in tune with, but um, I like the concept of being in tune with the Lord. And uh, I'll just say that I don't plan on being in tune for a long, long time. <laughs> that doesn't mean I won't stand here for a while. I, I just won't be in tune. I'm, I'm very glad to be just here today. And I mean that sincerely. When you go through some stuff, it's just good to be here. And you appreciate that in a good way. I'm, uh, I'm not in any way, shape, or form saying that in a negative way. Uh, sometimes it's just good to be. <laughs> you say, what do you mean? Just good to be. Okay, so let's stand for a moment and let's uh, look at w w one scripture and I uh, <clears throat> stutter a, 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 a little bit and I think I stutter more in the morning but uh, I'm not sure because stuttering means there's an echo in your mind. So this echo in your mind, you can hear the message four or five times and not quite get it. So if you hear there's an echo, that's just me talking to myself. And sometimes it's like, didn't he already say that? Who said that? Which one of me said that? So thank you for laughing. Um, so we're in 12, verse uh, 33. But Zebulun, is that the right one? Which book? Oh, I didn't give you the book. Well, whichever one you want is a good, it's a good book. Second, oh no, First Chronicles. Thank you, that helps, huh? First Chronicles. By the time you get to Genesis, we'll get closer. First uh, Chronicles 12. Thank you. I like to say that does often, but it really does. First Chronicles 12 and verse uh, 33, uh, mine starts out of Zebulun. Is that where you start out? Okay, good. Of Zebulun, such as went forth to battle, expert in war, with all 
instruments of war, 50,000. Pause for a moment. 50,000. Which could keep rank. They were not of double heart. 50,000 that could keep rank and have the same heart. How in the world did they do that? It must have been God. They were expert in war, which when you think about being expert in war, this was a lot of hand-to-hand stuff. We mean hand-to-hand. They didn't fight the same way that is fought now. It was a lot of looking at them in the eyes and seeing the ones that you killed. What do you mean? There was some artillery, but not like it is now. You still with me? Eyeball to eyeball, they could keep rank. 50,000 of them. And they were of the same heart. We can't even keep 10 of us of the same heart. Let alone 50,000 with the same purpose. Because they were going forth to battle. So let's pause for a moment and let's pray. Lord, keep us, just a few of us, of the same heart as we think on a few thoughts this morning. Help our ladies in what they're speaking about. Help us just to be of the same heart just for a short period of time to where we can go away from this session and remember something that stays with us for a long time on this earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Go ahead and be seated. So I want to pause for a moment and look again. Stay with me at verse 33. It says they they went forth to battle. Do you know when you go forth to battle, your, your heart is pumping. You're exhilarated. You're you're tense. You're possibly about to die. And you're looking at some of the guys. Now, I know they had bows and arrows and and all that, but very soon they were going to look at somebody eyeball to eyeball and either we die or they die. Or, please look at me, He dies or I die. 
Do you have the point? Stay with me. Say amen a couple of times. Don't, don't fall asleep on me because that makes the message longer. The more you say amen, the shorter the message gets. That's true. So think about that many going forth. They were expert in all the war, all the instruments. Expert like he practiced it, practiced it, practiced it over and over and over again. And he became an expert. Somebody says where they were skilled. The reason they got skilled was they practiced it over and over and over again, and they got really good at it, and they knew it's either he dies or I die. They used instruments of war. Now, I understand there's instruments of war where they threw stones at each other and all kinds of stuff. But brethren, I think what a lot of this is talking about instruments of war is uh, they had a sword in their hand and they knew how to use it. Now I'm pausing on this for a reason because 50,000 of them and they learned to keep rank. They were not of a double heart. I want to ask you, do you understand, please, do you understand what keeping rank means? A lot of people don't understand what keeping rank means. They, lead, they, they, they read over that and they say, what is keeping rank means? And, and some think what well, means they stay in line. Oh, there's more than that to it. It means their hearts are knit. Keeping rank, please, means they stayed in line. They, 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 retent, they depended on each other. But they could go forth to battle, please. And there were organization. They were organized. And they, they took the battle up in their, in their hands, in their instruments. And they depended on each other. You don't run away. You keep rank. You depend on each other. You know you were good with your sword, but could you comply with each other? Are you still with me? I almost want to stop and say, what does keeping rank mean to you? Personally, I almost want to say, give me a thought. What does keeping rank mean to you? Because I want you to think, not to show somebody else something that you know, that you're special, but, but what does keeping rank mean to you? Like I depend on that person. What do you mean I depend on? I, I don't know if I can make it without you. Yes. Yes, Not in warfare. I know how 
he swings the sword. And he's really good, especially with his left hand. What do you mean with his left hand? What if he's right-handed? He got really good with both hands. He could swing it one way and come across and swing it the other way, and the blood flowed. What do you mean the blood flowed? He got blood in his, in his hands. He got blood on his eyes. It was a bloody battle, and he learned how to swing it once and then come across and swing it the other way without holding back. He could swing it one way, and then he could come across and swing it the other way, and maybe even come across a third way because he had flesh all over him. And he was dependent on it. Does this make sense? So what is keeping rank in the idea that they could keep rank? And they were not of double heart. It, It means he didn't run away, but his heart was in it. What, what, is it, what does it mean to you, just for a moment? Because I don't want the message to totally be on this, but sometimes we need to park and look at something and know that God put that in the Bible. And it was unusual. What do you mean he could keep rank? Stop and think about that for a moment. My wife and I have learned how to keep rank. But we did it through years of practice. And we're still understanding each other after so many years. And she knows a little bit about her personality. And I know a little bit about my personality, but please, but my personality is all twisted up sometimes. And she has to adjust to that. You still with me? Because I go through stuff and I try to explain stuff to her, but I'm out to lunch. And she's trying to keep rank. And she'll say, what are you talking about? And I'll say, well, I'm trying to explain it. And then when I even try to explain it to myself, I say, I don't even know what I'm talking about. And I'm supposed to keep rank with that? I'm supposed to stay in line? Stay in formation? With her? Somebody else was keep, what is keep rank mean to you in a matter of just a couple of words? Who? Somebody. Know your place. Know your place. Find your place and know your place. Takes a while to find your place. What else? Somebody. Comrade. Comrade is a big word. 
It means you stand shoulder to shoulder and think of the way they used to fight in the battle. Shoulder to shoulder. Look, I, I understand, please, I understand. I've been in the military. I understand they're still keeping rank. In these days, they're still keeping rank. They just got more weapons that are more sophisticated that can do it from afar. And some of it's like they don't play fair. Somebody else, anything. I I want you to think. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Assembly. Assembly means, look, assembly means we're doing it as one, but I want you to know you had to practice and practice and practice and practice. Don't think they came out there and didn't rehearse. Rehearsals were really important. I'm saying rehearsals were really, what do you mean rehearsals in, in, in warfare? Absolutely. Go look at the phoenix. Go, go look at how they, they assembled themselves. I know I have a shaking hand. Don't focus on that. God has given me something and my wife something, and she's had to adjust to it. And we didn't plan on it, but we're still in rank. I'm still in rank with my wife. She just has to say, what do you mean by that? And then I say, I really don't know. And she'll say, you're doing well, honey. And I say, right. (laughs) And we forget about it because we don't get angry with each other because I don't have time to argue. I don't want to argue. I don't like to argue. I've asked God to take argument out of me. Well, don't you have different opinions? Yes, but she's always right. (laughs) So let's just go on. You're looking at me like that's funny. No, I said, I've got older. I just want her to be right because she knows what's going on and I can't drive anymore. You say, I could never handle that. When you have to. I just sit there. What do you do? I just sit there. I don't even, I have my eyes closed. (laughs) Literally. Why? Because I don't care where we're going. I used to run the show. And she used to be quiet. Now I be quiet. And she knows where we're going most of the time. And I'm thankful that we got that little person telling us in the car, turn left here, turn right here. And my wife was just, just two days ago said, 
was she had to turn around twice. I didn't say a word. She's in charge. Why? I'm not going to argue about her turning around twice. At least she knows where we're going, and I don't know how to drive. How did you forget driving? Things happen. And you can't even put your mind on that, but if you were forced, and you still had to be here or be there, so they could stick another needle in you, well, you just got to be there. We still all right? This is not meant to be depressing. This is meant to be factual. And factual sometimes mean, okay, I just got to keep rank so we can keep going. Look, I'm getting the opportunity to speak today a little bit. It's an opportunity to me. I did it for years. But now... If I get the chance to speak, it's like gold. I don't take it lightly. And I don't want to use your time because the Lord's watching. And I want there to be edification where you walk away and say, I got something out of that. You still with me? But you have to do it keeping rank. This church has to learn to keep rank. What do you mean? When you go to church, you have to learn to get along with each other in different opinions. Please listen. With multiple decisions. And every decision is an opportunity for division. Please listen. Somebody said amen. Every decision is an opportunity for division. And so you have to ask the Lord, give us one heart for this meeting that we're in. Give us one heart that we walk away and say, what did you get out of this? I got along with somebody. What do you mean? I got along with somebody and their personality is different. I'm pausing for a purpose. Pausing is like a shout. What do you mean? A pause can say, listen to what I'm saying. A pause can be a strong amen to where you say, that was very important. So look at it again in verse 33. Are you still there? which could keep rank, they were not of double heart. Ooh, double heart would take a long time, I think, to explain and then give illustrations of men in the Bible that got double hearted. 
They were in one heart for a while, but then they got double-hearted and wanted to go their own way. And they messed up the formation. Because when you, I was on a drill team for years in the military going up, if you would, I was, I was an ROTC guy and we were, uh, I, I want to say this the right way, listen, we were number one for four years, we were number one in the nation. And I'm not saying that like proud, but it took a lot of work. What do you mean? You show up early and you're just a nobody and you stay a nobody. One of the most important things of a drill team is staying a nobody. So you're one. Well, when do you become a somebody? When you win, and then you say, aren't you a somebody? No, we're going to rank you up. We're going to give you more responsibility, and you're going to start over now as a small somebody, and you're going to come up and rank little by little each year to when you're the leader, you're the squad leader, or you're the, you're the leader. Where did you learn that? Little by little. Trial and error. Getting yelled at and yelled at and yelled at. Why did they yell at you? To get your attention. And it's just part of the drill. It doesn't mean that you did something right. You get yelled at when you did something right. Why? They just like to yell at you. But it makes sense later on when you're doing the yelling and they're trying to keep order and they're trying to make you better. Please listen. And they're trying to perfect you and you're in competition against another group and you've got to be the best you can. Does this make sense? But, but please listen, we're just, this is just a drill team, but you're learning something for life that when you're on the battlefield, it's you against some other people and somebody's living and somebody's dying. And they're trusting you and you say, we don't, we're not in that kind of warfare. You're always in that kind of warfare. Even when you're in church, there's warfare going on and you're trying to keep unity. And it takes a while to learn how to keep unity. Don't tell me there's not arguments. Don't tell me there's things that you don't get along sometimes. And I can't believe he did this or said that. Welcome to church. What if the church grows? If it's just you and another person, that's enough to cause disunity. Disunity. 
may I say this, it's, if it's just you, that's enough to cause disunity. Because in your own mind, you can be a mess. You still with me? Let alone learning to march to, to do something, to accomplish something, which that's what we're supposed to be doing is accomplishing something. And then, look at me now. I, I, I got out of whack. How did you get out of whack? It's caused a stroke. What's a stroke? I don't know. They've tried to tell me what a stroke is a few times. I cannot comprehend it, but my wife knows. So I just tell them, talk to Patty. I just obey Patty now. You say, that's not right. Well, you get in my shoes. And I'm trying to keep rank still. And I'm at this meeting today, and I want to be a portion of something that's going on here. And I want it to be memorable. And I don't want to waste each other's time. And we don't have time to waste. And I want to go away and say, well, I did the best I could. And that was important to me. And I mean that sincerely. And it is emotional to me because I was laying on the hospital bed and they had to revive me and I died. And now I still get to live. And then that happened to me again. I died. And uh, it was two months later, it happened again, and I had to die again. But I'm still here. So I want to redeem the time. Even if I don't have a whole lot to contribute, I still want to contribute something. I'm supposed to have learned something. I don't know what I've learned because I forgot so much. Literally, I look, in, I look in my Bibles, you know, you get five or six Bibles over the years that you, okay, I, I got to get a new Bible because I finished that one. What do you mean? It's not a, it's, a stiff, it's, it's the same Bible. It's the same authorized Bible. But I got to begin again like, Pastor, you, you said you've got to start again to refresh yourself. And I've done that many, many times, and I still got the Bibles, but I don't try to look back at them because, did I say that? Where did I get that from? Or, that's a good thought. Where did that come from? The Lord must have gave me something. Highlight that one. And then for me, I got a stroke, and I, I, there's the right side of my brain that doesn't work, literally. 
this side of my brain has some problems. And I don't want know what that means, but I know they put me in a scope, and I call it the tube. And I go into the tube, and there's two different tubes that I get to visit. One of the tubes I only go in for about 15 or 20 minutes. But in that tube, they stick a needle in me, and then they put fluid in me. And I don't know why, but all I'm supposed to do is lay there. And they put fluid in me, and then they say, we'll give you the results later. I never ask for the results. That's my wife's deal. I don't want to know the results. But some of you guys are good at understanding the results, and I'm good with you understanding them, but I'd rather not ask any questions because I don't want to know what they're finding out. It's my body. I know it hurts. You still with me? But it's supposed to hurt. And then there's another one that probably this, this tube you go in for a much longer time. And all it does is hum. And then it, uh, it goes longer, half an hour, 40 minutes. And that doesn't seem like a long time, but when you're in the tube... And I never, ever open my eyes in the tube because I know I could get claustrophobia. Are you still with me? Am I, I'm not complaining, but it's like when you, when you move and you go, ooh, that's, that's the side of the tube. That's the devil. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, don't, don't, don't touch him. Just leave me alone. I don't want to move. And then whatever they're doing in there, I hope they know what they're doing. I just need patience, please, Lord. Give me patience, please. And then you come out of the tube and it's like, oh, I can breathe again. No, I'm not holding my breath that long. I'm just saying I'm supposed to relax. What are they finding? I don't know. Some people want to know, and that's great. I don't want to know. You say, don't you want to know? My wife wants to know. She does the medical part of my life. She was a nurse, a registered nurse and all that. And I'm just, I'm just best not knowing. And even when I say, how did it go? I don't even ask that question. 
I'm just looking at, are there marks? Are they leaving the residue of what happened? Or this, would you understand this? They missed the needle that time. And then they missed the needle another time. What do you mean they missed it? That guy was trying to find a vein and then they'd try to find a vein over there. And I could tell he doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> and I said, could we stop for a moment? Look, here's a vein. <laughs> I'm serious. Here's a vein. And I want to say, do you see it? <laughs> well, I'll pump it up for you. Wait a minute, let me pump it up a little bit more. And you say, what are you doing? I want him to hit the vein. And he's already tried twice. And he might be new. Or he might just be lazy. Could you call another person that's more competent, please? And I'm not saying that because you don't make them angry. You don't make them mad. And I say, here it is. And she says, oh, that's a big one. Thank you. <laughs> Do you get it? Do you have it? She says, oh, yeah, that's a good one. I got it. I said, okay, I'm looking the other way. Because I don't like to look. Some of you guys, you want to see it go in and all that. I don't want to see the blood. I don't want to see any of that. It's just the way I look at it. Please, please, because I don't mind if it's an accident, but when it's premeditated. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? Like when it's premeditated and they're going to purposely cut. And look, I got all kinds of scars if you want to talk about it, but. I'm not going to show you my scars because I know it hurt you. And we're not going to compare scars. That's, that's childish stuff. I got all kinds of scars. I've been in operating rooms now many, many times. And it's not a big deal. But it takes some time, three to four weeks or months, and Lord help us to know what they're talking about. And it's the experience that God has allowed for my wife and I and contentment takes a while. You still with me? So one more little place Look at, did you see verse 33 where it says, instruments of war, 50,000 that could keep rank, not of double heart. We're not going to park on double heart, although we could park on double heart for a long time. Look at verse 38. Do I still have you? Yes. Okay, thank you. That's when you say Amen. So you can go to lunch, although we have another session before lunch. Verse 38. All these men of war that could do what? Say it. 
keep rank. Now, please listen. If God puts it twice, it must be important. Came with a, say it, perfect heart. Where did they come to? Hebron. If you don't know about Hebron, you ought to put a highlighted note to yourself that you need to study Hebron. Sometimes they call it Hebron, which is there. Hebron or Hebron, because Hebron or Hebron is a really important city in the book. To make David king over all Israel and all the rest also of Israel that were of, look at it, one heart to make David king. Brethren, would you understand that they started with one heart. By the time you get a few chapters in, that one heart began to break up. Would you agree with that? They were these men of war could keep rank. They were of a perfect heart. They started there in Hebron to make David king over all Israel. It was before Israel were all ones at that time. And they all came with one heart. That's where they started. I'm not trying to overplay this, but sometimes, look, look at me, sometimes seeing something over and over and over and in the Bible says, stop, take note, park on that, meditate on that, think about how it applies in your life, how it applies to your church, how it applies to your family. And the Lord will say, meditate on that, Doug. No, meditate again. I'm going to wake you up at three o'clock in the morning. I want you to meditate on that because there's something I want to say to you about that. And it's personal. But I don't quite get it yet. I haven't given it to you yet. But I've studied that. I haven't given you the insight that I want to give to you. I got to humble you first. Because don't you dare think that you're special because I've just given you some insight. You can use that later for like a little message. But I'm going to wrap something up in that that's going to make sense. And then I'm going to give you a couple of illustrations that they could understand, that they could relate to. Do you understand? And all I know to do is say, yes, sir. Just, just, just yes, sir. But don't you understand it? Please, 
I only gave you that at this level. I'm going to reveal something more to you, but don't you dare think you're somebody. That's not really for you, it's for someone else. I'm just using you as a vessel. You're just a messenger, you're just a carrier pigeon. Don't think that you're anybody. That's why I used to yell more, which is okay. Nothing wrong with getting excited. But now, because of my physical challenges and problems, I'm going to give it to you by staying quiet. Because quietness is also something that can emphasize something. What are you emphasizing? How many men of war were out there? 50,000. What, what could they do? They could keep rank. They could, they could march in step. They could go into battle and stay in formation as guys were dying around them, getting cut up. They were wounded too, but they kept going. Because the battle was important, and they were bleeding, but they were staying in formation. What about the mighty men? The mighty men were getting cut down too, but they were recovering and keeping going. Because that's what warfare is all about. But they had a perfect heart. Lord, give our church a more perfect heart. Give my family a more perfect heart. Give what I'm doing the ability to keep rank, even though now I have a deformity and I shake and I stutter. I can still keep rank. I I I I I I, I shake. And I, my heart has some challenges, and my brain has some challenges, and I can't drive anymore, but by God's grace, I can still keep rank. And I'm not complaining, because I'm not dead. There's parts of me that are dead, but I still want to be useful, please, somehow. And it says, with a perfect heart, 
I could keep going. So Lord, my heart is not perfect, but would you help me to take away the things in my brain that need to go away or help me not to remember things and what God has done with me guys look up here he's taken away some stuff in my brain that literally is not there that I used to know that I do not know anymore say where did it go I had seizures and I had heart situations and I had, they put me under the, uh, you know, the microscopic junk and what did you do? I just laid there. Didn't you participate? I said I laid there. Don't you want to know? I think some want to know, and that's good. Ask the questions. My wife asks the questions. Sometimes I even go out of the room when she wants to ask questions, and I say, Patty, I don't even want to know that. Well, don't you want to know what's going on? I trust you, Patty. Just, we're married. I, I just believe that God will give you what, what she's supposed to make decisions on. And she's made decisions of life and death for me. And I'm still alive. Amen. And I'm not saying that you should do it a different way. Do, 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 do it a different way. Don't compare me. I just can't handle some of the stuff because my brain doesn't work because I had seizures and all kinds of other stuff that I'm not complaining about, but I'm, I'm trying to have a good attitude. And please let me forget things that I don't need to know. I just don't need to know them things. Well, I just couldn't do it that way. Brother, then don't do it that way. And I mean that. Not, not, I'm being, not being sarcastic. Don't, 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 don't do it that way. And help somebody else do it another way. Compare as much as you want, and it's okay. Let's just get along and continue on with life. Amen. And may the Lord give you more good thoughts that you can help someone else. I appreciated the preacher's message this morning, before this message, I want you to know, Pastor, brother, I could only comprehend about 40% of that. 
because it's not your fault, but I was trying to think about what I was coming up to do. And I couldn't put that much thought into both places at once. Because even now, I'll go away really tired this afternoon. And I'm not complaining. It's just your mind still works. My mind is exhausted. But with some sleep, I'll be ready to go again. Because I get to preach at our church Sunday night. And I don't take that lightly. It's my pastor that has allowed me and thinks I must have something to say. So I want to do what he wants me to do. And even though I've been in the church 35 or 38 years, I'm in submission to him because he's in charge now. And I understand they have something called emeritus. I don't even know what that means. I just know he's not the pastor anymore. And I'm not the pastor and he is. Is that okay? I don't need a title. I just want to participate and be involved a little bit. And I get a chance to preach in February at another church. And what a blessing to me. But I want to do it with a perfect heart as much as possible. And I want to keep rank. You said, you just keep saying that. Well, that's what the message is about. (laughs) Keeping rank and not having a double heart. And maybe somebody in this auditorium will say, Lord, help me take away some of the stuff that's holding me back from keeping rank like I should while I'm on this earth because I still want to be used and stay in line because in line you're supposed to keep rank whether you agree or not you keep rank and don't complain well what if you have an opinion if you give your opinion and he says thank you God bless you but you're wrong then I'm done with it he's right I'm wrong it's done keep rank let's go on because maybe he knows something that I don't know And maybe the Lord's going to say, well, Doug, you were wrong. So just be quiet. And I can say, yes, sir.
and mean it. Preacher, you come.